May the grace, mercy, and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ give us confidence in his life-giving word of resurrection now and forever. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the message of the resurrection of Lazarus is your story as well. It's your story even in the midst of difficult times like this, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of our daily lives We have been given this Lazarus life through Christ. His story is our story. The Pharisee, the Samaritan woman, and the man born blind are the people that we've considered in these last three weeks in Lent. And each of them uh, have had Jesus come to them and by his grace transformed their lives. And Jesus not only changed their lives, but he taught them a new truth. And this new way of thinking was truly good news indeed. For Nicodemus, it was the good news that the things of God aren't things that are earned, but they're given as a free gift. The Samaritan woman heard the good news that you're not garbage, but rather you are a child of God, dearly loved by him. And the man born blind learned the good news that God doesn't always act in the ways that we think or expect. And today we get the last of the four people who encountered Jesus. The one who in many ways is the culmination not only of Jesus' teachings and miracles, but the very example of our wrong way of thinking. And that person is the dead man, Lazarus. What have you been taught about death. Well, actually, we've been taught a great deal. The mystery of death and everything about it has led to so many different teachings about death. People believe all sorts of different things about what happens when we die. There are books and movies. There are those things that people say at funerals just to help us feel better at the death of a loved one. And maybe the mourners who had gathered to mourn with Mary and Martha were saying some of those same things. And although most of those things that are said at funerals aren't necessarily theologically correct, Martha, in our gospel lesson, she almost gets it right. She tells Jesus of her hope, her hope that comes from the scriptures. Yes, Lord, she says, I know that he, my brother Lazarus, will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. But what Martha doesn't know, at least not yet, is that she isn't going to have to wait until the last day. The last day has, in a sense, come to her. And so Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Or in other words, don't look to the last day for your hope. Look to me for your hope. So what Jesus is saying there, what Jesus is teaching us here today, is that the resurrection isn't a thing. The resurrection isn't a day. The resurrection is a person. And where that person is, where Jesus is, there is resurrection and there is life. Just think about it. In heaven, there is no sin, no sickness, no death. And wherever Jesus goes, we see that there is sin forgiven, there is sickness healed, and death is reversed. 
The Samaritan woman is forgiven. The blind man is healed. And now Lazarus is raised. All of them, along with Nicodemus, are born again, born from above. For Christ is the resurrection, the life. Wherever he is, there is paradise again. There is resurrection and there is life. But in the midst of this world, in the midst of this world that is steeped in death, a world that's used to death, in a world that's bent on death, we sometimes can't see that. You know, Caiaphas and the Jewish council gathered together to figure out what to do with Jesus. And their answer was predictable. Death. Death to Jesus. We can't let him continue running around and healing the sick and and raising the dead and turning our world upside down. He's dangerous, they, they said. He must die. He must be crucified. And that's exactly what Lazarus would see in just a short time. The one who raised him from the dead would be put to death himself on the cross, wrapped in grave cloths and laid in a tomb very much like his. How could that be? Where is our hope now? Where is resurrection and life now? In a tomb. And their mourning over Lazarus' death was nothing compared to the depths of grief they felt that Saturday after the crucifixion. But as Caiaphas unknowingly prophesied, this was necessary. Jesus' own death and resurrection are necessary. That not just Lazarus be raised, but that you and I would be raised as well. That the sin and death that binds all of us and indeed all of creation would be broken once and for all by the Son of God who enters our grief, who enters our sin, who enters our death and breaks it so that we can enter into his joy and have his forgiveness and his life. You see, what happened to Lazarus is certainly a picture of what will happen to each and every one of us who believe in Jesus. But not just what will happen to us, but actually what already has happened to us. For the one who is the resurrection and the life, who went to Bethany to raise the dead, has come here. He's come here to do the same thing to raise us already here and now from death to life. For when Jesus meets a person at the baptismal font, there is resurrection and life. When Jesus preaches in church and proclaims in the world his word of life, there is resurrection and life. When Jesus encounters those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and for the gifts in the Lord's Supper and his body and blood, there is resurrection and life. When Jesus meets sinners confessing their sin, there is resurrection and life. Which means that old Caiaphas and the council were right in this regard too. Jesus is dangerous to our way of life. Our old way of life, that is. Our old way of thinking, our old ways of living and being and acting. For he gives us something new, something different, a new life, a new life in him. 
A new life that is not in the things of this world and life, but are in him alone. So that we don't have to hide anymore. We don't have to cover up our sin anymore, but we can confidently confess our sin, knowing that in Christ we receive full and complete forgiveness. We don't have to fear death anymore or mourn as those who have no hope. But we know that, as Jesus says, death is merely sleep to him. That whoever believes in Christ, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in Christ shall never die. That's the good news that Mary and Martha and Lazarus learned that day. And like Nicodemus, the Samaritan woman, and the blind man, their lives were turned upside down. They were changed from that day forward. And brothers and sisters in Christ, your life has been changed in that way too. For by Jesus' word, your life is not the same. You are not the same. You've been made new as well. Your dry bones have been given new life. Not to live according to the flesh, but as Paul said, to live according to the Spirit of God who's been given to you. That your old sinful flesh will be crucified with Christ. And a new man be raised along with him, be resurrected along with him. That when you see that old sinful flesh coming out again in whatever way it starts coming out, to slay it, to kill it with repentance. Because that's not who you are anymore. You have a different life, a better life, a Nicodemus life, a Samaritan woman life, a blind man life a Lazarus life. That's your life, too, in Christ. You know, Lazarus' name literally means, God is my help. And how fitting is that for us today? In the midst of this pandemic, we can't live in fear, but we are given a bold spirit to proclaim, God is my help. That's the difference that Christ makes. That's the Lazarus life. That where Jesus is, there is life. And that's why as as Christians, we are eager to pray. We're eager to hear God's word, to taste his grace with Christ's body and blood and be sent off with his benediction and blessing. That together as a church family, we confess that Jesus not only did all of this, but he did all of this for you and me, and for this entire world. That no matter how dark, no matter how deep, no matter how intense the sin and death, the hatred or the oppression, the sadness or the destruction gets here, and that that includes also everything that has to do with COVID-19 and all the many different ways that it's affected us, it cannot and will not have the victory over you. Because like Nicodemus, you've been born again from above. Like the Samaritan woman, you've been given living water. Like the man born blind, you've been given the eyes of faith to see. And like Lazarus, you've been raised to a new life by the word of Jesus. And so this Lenten season, as we've heard their stories, know this, that you've also heard your story. In seeing them, we've seen ourselves. And we know that their Savior is our Savior too. That all of this is for you. 
That where Jesus is, there is life. And Jesus is here with life for you. Thanks be to God. Amen.